0: America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day.
1: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, my name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. That is happening. That is occurring. I, I noticed a little delay. If you guys have a delay in the audio, let me know. I'm kind of seeing a slight little delay in this kind of a rendering fashion. If so, I just might have to reset, but we'll still stay live. Uh, but I hope everybody out there is doing well. And so, yeah, the unfolding global conspiracy. Vince Tagliavia has the night off, by the way. And Tuesdays, for just for that, we are live at 8 p.m. instead of 8.30 But okay, so we do have this kind of little delay. I'm going to see if it fixes itself. It looks like it's kind of fixing itself. But uh, we'll try to get that resolved. Maybe when I switch out cameras and come back in. All right. Um, That's weird. I don't know why that's happening. But I was going to play an intro video anyway. So let me play the intro video. And then we will come right back in and do it this way. So I'm going to go ahead and go boom like that. And uh, guys, we have the unfolding of the new world order here. This is the new world order that is happening right now. Play this video. I'll be right back.
0: Full opportunity to conclude our week here with such uh, concrete proposals and ideas of how we can really create, I would say, a new world
2: order. And now is the time when things are shifting. We're gonna there's gonna be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. A new world order
0: can emerge, a new era. And after 1989, President Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order. Never before has a new world order had to be assembled from so many different perceptions or on so global a scale. And the hope that each of us has to build a new world order. In this period, when really a new world order can be created, it's a great opportunity. It isn't just a crisis. There's a need for a new world order, but it has different characteristics in different parts of, of the world.
2: The affirmative task we have now is, uh, is to actually um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order? Um, we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order.
1: And I was checking Rumble there to make sure Rumble was up and running. So Rumble is up and working. Everything looks like it's up and running. Uh, the delay is still there, but I'm going to try to see what I can do well live to get rid of that. But uh, guys, we have a new world order problem that's what we have today. We have a new world order problem. And, and what does that really entail? And I know I've been talking a lot this week, but I think it's good to talk a lot this week because this is how ideas flow. This is how we resolve the situations that are at hand. There is some news today. We will get into the news for today. Um, there's there's not much. There's a few stories that we're going to cover. But uh, I wanted to talk tonight. Just, just like to talk sometimes. Sometimes it's good to get those thoughts out there to express yourself and, and talk about your frustrations with the world with your government with politicians who have a problem with their oaths <laughs> who have a problem with uh, bringing about justice who have a problem with getting rid of the money that influences them that have a problem with upholding the united states constitution that's the type of problem that we have in our country right now we have people who much rather sell themselves out to foreign entities corporations organizations global elites secret societies than serve the people and i'm just at the point and i know you are too where i'm sick of it i'm tired of it i'm tired of every day coming in here and just hearing the narrative progress, watching Congress say, we're gonna do something, we're we're gonna go out there and we're gonna we're gonna bring justice and nothing ever happens. Now you got Ted Cruz out there, we're gonna impeach Biden. Where the hell was that when you guys took office here in 2023 to impeach him? With all the information you already had. Where was that call? Where was the enthusiasm. Within the Republicans. In January 2021. That we need to stop this man. Because he just stole the election. And and now we're seeing. Direct evidence. Direct evidence. That the Biden campaign. Interfered. With the election. Colluded directly with. Members of the intelligence community. Former members of the Obama administration. The mainstream media. We're, we're seeing this. Direct information. They and We said it during that time. You know what happened to us when we called it out for what it was? We were censored. We were persecuted. We were absolutely abolished off the internet. And who caused that to happen? The government did. The government did. They sent their little email messages over to the the Twitter banning staff, the Facebook banning staff, and said, these people are Russian agents. They're supporting this Hunter Biden laptop story. When the director of national intelligence came out and said, no, no, this is legitimate. The FBI actually has a copy. When Christopher Wray, all he had to do come out and say is, we actually have a copy of the laptop. It's legitimate. Dan Radcliffe did. So, when Donald Trump talks about a deep state, he's not lying. This is a bureaucracy that is built up over decades. They have no party affiliation, people. You have to understand that. They don't have a party affiliation. They're not Republican or Democrat, they work for somebody else period. Working for somebody else, taking orders from somebody else means you have no political affiliation. You have an affiliation and a loyalty to that which pays your bills, that which gives you orders. That's who the deep state is in the United States. Globally, absolutely. There is an infrastructure that has planned, organized, and executed. All the things that we're seeing today that have brought about this new world order in 1992 there is a call for what was known as agenda 21 sustainable development goals for the year 2021 in 1996 the kyoto treaty was brought about which people all throughout the united states started absolutely just saying you better not do that Oh, I well, wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. Yell, yelling and screaming. Pe- good people like Bill Cooper. And then you have Alex Jones on the other side. That were calling this stuff out as it was happening. And so, couldn't, couldn't do much with that. Then we have September 11th. The nation just unified in nationalism. And Barack Obama comes in. We have a massive economic collapse. Then we have the Paris Accord. And they rebrand Agenda 21 to Agenda 2030. And this is where the World Economic Forum starts to creep in. And Klaus Schwab's new book comes out in 2014 The Fourth Industrial Revolution and sets the plan. And COVID hit. <laughs> and then we start hearing about the Great Reset. None of this was a coincidence. All of this was organized. All of this has been in the works for a very long time. you got to remember, when they were originally organizing the plans of NAFTA and GATT, the the, the inter-exchange trade deals, they had the idea of the European Union, the North American Union, the Asian Union, the African Union, where they would all adopt a common currency, where the North American Union would have something called the Amero. And yes, it was a cashless society, a digital currency. And that was in the 90s under Clinton. But that got defeated because good people stood up and said no more. Because people saw what was happening, even then, saw what was happening. People see more than ever right now what's happening. But the problem comes about when the politicians no longer care. They no longer care what you see, what you hear, or even for this matter, what you do. And that's the scary part of what is happening in this day and age, is that politicians no longer fear the people. That bureaucrats have blanket immunity over all their crimes, lies, and treason that career politicians can steal elections, usurp a constitution and a nation and its constituents, and take this country to war before we rip him out of office. Now you might ask, why am I talking about how he potentially might go to war? Last night on this show, I said that... uh, the Moscow Kremlin attack was highly, highly likely that the U.S. had involvement in this. And my reasoning for this is that the airspace around the Kremlin is highly monitored. They have defense systems. This is a time for war for Russia. They don't screw around, just like the White House. To fly a drone, that close to the Kremlin you either have to be jamming their sensor technology you either had to know a flight path that kind of goes in between their sensor technology where you have to have a drone that uh, is radar insensitive there's only a few nations on this planet that have that type of technology now I wouldn't want that being handed over to the Russians, so I want to make sure that that drone, if it got in there, did blow up, even if it didn't get to drop its payload. But also, if we look in the sense of cost-benefit, if we look at it in the sense of how, how this benefits Russia, Ukraine, um, maybe a, a Russian resistance group that doesn't agree with Putin, very few in that country, how would it benefit them? Well, let's think that for Ukraine, for instance, how does this event benefit Ukraine? If Ukraine flew a drone into the Kremlin and was able to get it close enough, and let's say blew the dome off the top of the Kremlin, or maybe got it close to Putin's bedroom and attempted an assassination, even if they were successful, what's the retaliation? The the retaliation is a complete leveling of Kiev is a massive military assault, aerial assault, with a complete elimination of all government of Ukraine. So Ukraine, obviously, doesn't have um, anything to benefit from that. People are calling it a Russian false flag. Funny enough, the West is calling it a Russian false flag event. Now, what would Russia have to gain from this? Support for the war? Nope, they already have it. Putin has an 85% approval rating. People are actually mad at Putin because he's not going harder on Ukraine. So he has that. People are like, well, the deep state in Russia. There's a very little deep state in Russia. The one thing about Putin is he kills anybody he believes is going to get close to him and usurp his power. So highly unlikely there. But what does the U.S. have to gain? What does the U.S. have to gain by doing this small little drone attack? Well, if they go in there and they make it look like a group of rebels in Russia, or if they make it look like Ukraine, and they don't do much damage, and they they help fly it in there, and, and the fireworks go off, this shows an act of aggression by Ukraine or by that rebel group. Now, Russia has to retaliate. Now Russia has to do something because their people are going to be like, we demand answers. You need to do something. You can't just allow them to fly a drone right up to the Kremlin and not do anything. But what would the West have to gain? Well, Vince said it last night, the military industrial complex has a lot to gain. They're making bank money off of this from the U.S. taxpayer. Um, Let me see who else has to gain here. Uh, Joe Biden, the Democrats and the Republicans, they all need a distraction right now with everything that's going on in Washington, D.C. and everything that's coming from dark to light and that's being unveiled. So they need a massive distraction. We know the instigation of World War Three is one of the weapons and the tools they're going to utilize within their strategy to take down the United States of America. They need a point where they have to get rid of every able-bodied man and woman in this country that can go fight a war and send them across seas, primarily right before a massive uh, illegal immigrant surge. Was the Ukraine war potentially on the rocks to be ended? The day before this terrorist event that hit the Kremlin. President Zelensky was on a phone call with Xi Jinping from China. Now, although he came out and said I was I was really offended by the fact that Xi Jinping had a Russian translator and, and then I had a translator. We learned something there. We learned that Zelensky is not going to give up, that he is a puppet for the West. And that. He wants peace, but he wants to negotiate peace by getting back his land. So this means that he's going to have to give up something, and Russia will have to give up something. And, you know, if that's the way peace comes out, that's the way peace comes out. But Xi Jinping will negotiate that treaty. Xi Jinping will negotiate peace between Russia and China. Now, if Xi Jinping, China, negotiates peace between Russia and Ukraine, that makes the United States and the Western world look like absolute Buffoons in the international community. That shows you that the US homogeny is gone. Done. They no longer have that, that position of power on the global stage, of which represents the new turning of the new world order. And see, the US, and when I say the US, I don't mean us Americans. I'm talking about the deep state. I'm talking about these politicians who cared not about you or me or the Constitution. They have to progress the narrative. They have to keep the war going because the war is a great distraction. If they need something, they create something happen like the bridge in Kursen, like the Nord Stream pipeline, like the, the missile pol- in Ukrainian missile that flies into Poland and kills a person. They blame it on Russia, like the massacre in Maripol where they blame it on Russian soldiers. But we see direct video evidence of the Azov Battalion moving in to Maripol hours after the Russians left and pulling these people out of their car and beating them and then slaughtering them. So they need a distraction. They have a distraction. So I said that America is the one that was behind it. The West was who was behind this drone strike. And sure enough, I mean not even a few hours later what do we see what what do we see russia comes out all right russia comes out and says what the kremlin came out and said that the u.s is behind the drone strike i mean is Medvedev? Or Putin listening to this show? Because I was on Mario Space last night on Twitter. And they were all going back and forth, back and forth. And I said, hey, you know, there's another theory here is that the West did this, that the United States did this. They wanted to instigate the war. They want to keep the war going. Everybody's like, oh, no, that's not possible. Why would they do that? Why would why would they almost try to start World War III? Why wouldn't they? They've done everything else in the world to start World War III. They, they, they fucking blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. They're, they're producing terror attacks. One month ago, the, the US-sponsored Ukrainians go over to the border in Russia and terrorize a city, killing innocent people. This is the same government that was running weapons, munitions, and money through Libya all the way into syria funding a a radical islamic sect known as isis and isil they funded them they put them in the power and then you had an ambassador in benghazi who uncovers this scheme this scam his name was ambassador chris stevens uncovers this whole thing and says I got to do something. I got to tell somebody. So he gets on the phone call. He calls the Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, and he goes, "Hillary, we, we, Did you know that our CIA is running ammunition, guns, munitions, and money to Syria, funding terrorists?" Oh my God, Chris! Let me get someone on it. We'll we'll get it taken care of. I'll talk to you in the morning. Three hours later, he was dead. This is the same same government that was running guns to the cartels in Mexico, who's allowing for the inflow of fentanyl and heroin and cocaine and small minor children across our border. The same government who has government programs in place that lost 85,000 children last year. So, yeah, if you wanted to ask me if I believe that they would go out there and instigate and start World War fucking three, I would say yes. Because it wouldn't surprise me with the absolute shit that these people have perpetuated against their people and against other people. This is the same government throughout the 1960s that went into Southeast Asia and cooed. Country after country after country went through Central American, South American coup, country after country after country, stealing their wealth and resources and pumping in guns and warlords and drugs just to control the natural resource flow and the drug flow. So the CIA and other intelligence assets could fund their black budget projects and they could control politicians, which then they get into the United Nations and they basically buy their vote through that control of coercion. And they put the boot on the neck of those people and they keep them coerced. They they keep them in line and in check. And they make sure that those countries never rise up out of poverty. Because you want to know why? Because then the U.S. flows your taxpayer dollars into those countries and says, we got to help them. They're in poverty. They're hungry. They're thirsty. They don't have places to live. And we pump billions of dollars of aid into these countries and their leaders are getting that payoff, and they distribute that to NGOs, the nonprofits, to phil- phil- uh, philanthropies, and all those wealthy corporations are reaping those rewards. That, the countries they pay, industry they come in and build, American corporations, international corporations. So yeah, when, when when someone asked me, do you actually think the United States would fly a drone into the Kremlin to kill Putin? They're the only ones that ever called for the killing of Putin. Lindsey Graham, uh, Blumenthal, you, you have Schiff. They've all called for the death of Putin. Yeah, I do think that they would do something that absolutely stupid. And see, that's how serious this situation is. That you have people in a position in, of power in our country. That in a moment's whim will go to World War III to secure their power, to hide the world from their lies. That's right. That's right, Shannon. They will never give up power. They will scorch this earth before they ever give up power. That is the truth in the matter. We are coming into a time in this country that is revolutionary. And see, they know it. We know it. And it's no longer us and them. It is Americans versus the establishment. That is the battle that we see ahead to save this country right now. This is Americans versus the establishment. And you want to know who the establishment is? You want to know who the establishment is? Go give me one congressman or one senator other than today from Ted Cruz that has called for the impeachment of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Give me, give me one article that has been drafted. Lauren Boebert, only one, only one, and, and when she or her first day in Congress, she drafted articles of impeachment. Yeah, they got thrown out. And that was for election fraud. We've had two elections stolen from us right in front of our eyes. And we yelled. We screamed. We went through the legal process. The court systems laughed at us. Threw it all out. We raised money. We put millions upon millions of dollars in the hands of lawyers and candidates saying, fight this voter fraud. Where'd that money go? I'll say it right now. Where'd that money go? Linwood, Sydney Powell, where's that money? Donald Trump, where's that money? I don't care. I'll call it as it is. Where's that money? Hundreds of millions of dollars into the RNC. Ronald Daniels, where's that money? Because I never saw one big lawsuit come about for election fraud. After Texas, their attorney general got smacked down with their lawsuit. That was it. You never heard another word. And why is that? Because it's the establishment. Because you can't fight the establishment. But they can fight you. They can come after you. And they can ruin your life. Look what they're doing to... Donald Trump, look what they're doing to the former, former president of the United States, former acting president of the United States. how with that. Persecuting him, going after him with everything that they got. And what they have is a lot. They're going after him with an absolute lot. And he must be one of the cleanest as a whistle people in the frigging world because it's unbelievable. They haven't taken him down yet. And you know what I mean, taking him down. Do you want a metaphorical representation of what's happening in this country right now? I got, I got a good one. I got a good one. This is my metaphor for what's happening in this country right now. The poor grandma who's tripping over her own feet is the Democrats. Watch MAGA come in here, screen right. Oh, she, she found Yeah,
2: she found Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, and they can get out
1: because they've heard like the Oh, you are the man! right like there, oh, And there's Maga right there to save the day. Right at the end, that's where the Patriots come in. The Patriots always had the last stand. They always come in at the end when you least expect them. Now, there's a lot of rumors today that drones that russia launched some drones into ukraine and we actually have image of uh of a drone being flown into ukraine look at this check this out this is a drone being flown into ukraine you see gunshots
0: let's
1: all celebrate you fucking idiots you just shot down your own fucking drone that was a ukrainian drone shot down by the ukrainians now i understand they're in a war zone Motions are flared a little bit. They're waiting for Russia's retaliation. But how the hell do you know that that's not your drone? How the hell do you fly? Are you you launch a Ukrainian drone and say, "Yeah, we're launching that drone. It's gonna go over the capital." And it gets shut down. Something's going on here, guys. Something big is about to happen. The next few days, Russia will be celebrating Victory Day. exact date, Victory Day in Russia, which I believe is tomorrow, May 9th. Sorry, May 9th. May 9th is Victory Day. Expect something on or around May 9th. Expect something. I'm going to put this out there right now. I'm just. I'm just, I've been thinking about it all day. Today is May 4th, 2023. Between May 5th or May 9th, something major is going to happen in the sense of a mass casualty event. I don't know if it's going to be in Ukraine. I don't know if it's going to be Russia's retaliation. I don't know if it's going to be a terrorist attack, something of that. But I'm telling you, it's going to happen. The reason I know this, well, let's just say that it all adds up. It all makes sense. This is how these people operate. You got to remember, we're we're dealing with evil here. We're dealing with the darkness. We're dealing with the dark lords, who, who think they control this planet. And by the way, yes, that was a uh, confirmed Beraktar uh, TB2 drone. They say that lost control. It didn't lose control didn't lose control and i got tons of news here but i wanted to kind of like keep this in line with what we were doing but it's okay let me uh go in here we're talking about russia so yes, I do believe that there's going to be some type of of event, terrorist attack, uh, retaliation by Russia, maybe a retaliation by Ukraine, something like that. That's going to have a loss of life within the next few days, potentially tomorrow, May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. Um, one thing that these people do is they take um, holidays, days that are celebrated nationally, or, or or sorry, days that are celebrated kind of like throughout the world. Um, that are happy and celebratory, and they take them and they try to change the energy. Okay, but also in two days you have the coronation of King King Charles, and then you have Victory Day for Russia. Those are three significant events. So that's my logic and reasoning for that, and I think that we're going to probably see that. Oh, guys, as an update, I want I wanted to throw this out there. Today's Thursday. Today is Thursday, so if you know what that means, if you are a member of the Social Red Pill, socialredpill.com, you can see it right there. That's It's really easy, www.socialredpill.com, all right? You can scan that QR code or whatever, free to join. You'll, if you go, like, if it opens up in an app, it's going to take you to the Mighty Networks and ask you to download it. just download it, and then join in with Social Red Pill. Tonight, live Q&A. Starts at uh, nine, so it starts at uh, ten thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, nine thirty Central, my time Central. Um, it actually starts right after the show, but if you, you join the Social Red Pill, you go in there, you'll see your feed on the left hand side. You'll see events. You go into events, and underneath that, you're going to see Social Red Pill Zoom. You go into that. That's where we'll be. People will be joining in after this show, but I'll be there about um, ten thirty Eastern Time and yep we'll be drinking and we'll maybe have a few sips of whiskey. It's it's been one of those weeks, man. I'm telling you. It's been one of those weeks. So you know let's uh one person I admired when I was growing up was a guy by the name of George Carlin. An amazing comedian. And uh I think sometimes it's good to just listen to George Carlin and, and hear what he has to say. Let's listen to this. That's the way the ruling class operates in any society.
0: They try to divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the fucking money fairly simple thing happens to work you know anything different that's what they're going to talk about race religion ethnic and national background jobs income education social status sexuality anything you can do keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank you know how i describe the economic and social classes in this country the upper class keeps all of the money pays none of the taxes the middle class pays all of the taxes does all of the work the poor are there just to scare the shit out of the middle class.
1: <laughs> Keep them showing up at those jobs. Truth, uh, they say, is sometimes closer to fiction, right? And man, I, I miss George Carlin. I just imagine what George Carlin would be saying today if he was still alive. Whew, that man was Amazing. All right. Biden has came out and uh, threatened sanctions against Sudan and saying this conflict must end. In other words, he's saying, telling Sudan that uh, you will not be having a Russian naval base. What he's saying, really. Um, Or we're going to put sanctions on you. Well, I don't think Sudan is going to give a shit. I think Sudan is going to go ahead with the Russian military base because... I want everybody to kind of see what's happening here and listen. Are there bad people in the world? Yeah. There are bad politicians in the world. Yeah. Is there bad governments in the world? Yeah. Right now, what we have is we have China and Russia playing Mr. Nice Guy and the United States and the West playing the bad guy. Sometimes those roles are reversed, like in the, the 1940s, right? China and Russia have been going out through the Middle East, North Africa, and South Africa, Middle Africa, and uh, been turning these governments over, helping them rid themselves of these these radical rebels. And same thing in Central America and South America, by the way. Central, All the places that the United States went in and cooed and took over, they're going in and cleaning up and building roads and helping rebuild infrastructure and bringing in jobs and money. In return, what they're getting is natural resources, access to rare earth metals and minerals and these types of things. But instead of going in with force and coercion, they're helping them grow and build. Then they bring them in the bricks. And at the same time, the United States is trying to force their authority onto the world. Oh, Oh, we will show you. We will fund this rebel group. We will wage war with you. We will give you sanctions. You know, there's one thing that I respect and admired about Donald Trump, still do, is that he didn't want to go into a country and issue sanctions unless it was the absolute last spot. But instead, what he wanted to do is he wanted to work with them. Hey, let's cut a deal. What do you need? What can we help you with? Imagine if we were a country that went out there and helped people. We helped countries better themselves. We helped countries become responsible to their people. We went in there and instead of giving them a billion dollars for infrastructure, we built it for them. Progressing American corporations, giving Americans jobs, giving them their people's jobs, giving them new skill sets, learning how to develop the infrastructure in their country, maintain it. How different would this world be right now if countries went out there and empowered other countries instead of trying to shove their fists down their throats, instead of trying to usurp their sovereign authorities and powers, instead of pumping drugs, warlords, and criminals into their streets, instead of having a a communist regime take over being put in place by the CIA and allowing them to slaughter millions because that's the history of this country. That's the dark history that we've seen play out that nobody, nobody's talking about. And listen, our politicians aren't innocent people. And I know I'm a doom and gloomer here today, but our politicians They're not innocent. Listen to this.
2: Highly credible whistleblower is alleging that the Department of Justice has evidence that the president of the United States, Joe Biden, was directly involved in a criminal scheme with a foreign national. We're being told that justice has had in their possession a document showing Biden directly exchanged money for policy decisions when he was vice president. Again, a foreign national bribed Vice President Biden in exchange for policy decisions. This isn't just cracked out, Hunter. This is a direct link to the President of the United States. Senator Chuck Grassley, who broke the news, says these allegations are very credible. Listen.
0: We have credible information that this uh, possible uh, criminal activity took place. I do have uh, faith in the whistleblowers that bring it to me that this document exists we have a rough idea of what's in the document from the uh, credible uh, whistleblower we get this information the document exists and we'll have to get the document to
2: this is grassley's wheelhouse he doesn't mess around when it comes to whistleblowers grassley's the real deal on this stuff and that's bad news for biden this could be hard evidence that joe was doing political favors for cash and the fbi and the justice department knew it and they sat on it just like they did with the laptop for over a full year in the run up to the last election. And since this is another election cycle for Biden, I guess it was all part of the plan. Another cover up. But now, Oversight Chair James Comer is issuing a subpoena to the FBI and Chris Ray, ordering them to release this document immediately. And Grassley is telling the White House they better not cover it up by classifying it. Do you believe that the subpoena will also ultimately be successful and Chairman Comer will be able to obtain this document? What level of confidence do you have?
0: It'll be successful unless the White House classifies this
1: document. And guess what the White House has already tried to do? Classify this document. Guys, we are dealing with the most corrupt most corrupt politicians this country has ever seen i mean lbj shot and killed jfk this is far worse i don't even know how much death murder is associated with these people but i guarantee you somebody knows where the bodies are buried all about that that fuck around and find out right well bud bud light fuck around and fawn found out didn't they unfortunately their earning calls today were uh were, were decent because it was only a small portion of their sales for the last month but uh check this out this is uh <laughs> this is a game look at this
0: this is so funny and bizarre look at that that is the bud light that is every single bud light stand it's here in Texas. Tent- of the,
2: right. the Red game.
1: the <laughs> Nobody's buying Bud Light. I'm going to a concert Saturday night, and I can't not wait to see how many people are not buying Bud Light. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So. The Biden whistleblower story, we, we got this coming out. They need to protect this whistleblower. They need to protect that person at all costs and all means. We have the documents coming out with Grazley and, and Comer. As long as the Biden administration doesn't go out there and classify this. And then then there's this one. Let, let's check this out.
0: Uh, we the People Arizona has released this video. This video that you see here shows... All kinds of signatures that simply do not match how in the world do you have ballots that don't match signatures on the envelopes well this is what the courts have said that Kerry Lake is able to inspect now to go through these signature verification process and try to match the signatures we're told there are upwards of 300,000 ballots that were pushed through that shouldn't have been pushed through all right bad news on behalf of Maricopa County, good news for Kerry Lake. Uh, we shall see what happens. The Gateway Pundit is the one that reported that the 300,000 ballots were pushed through the system with no verification process at all. You look at those signatures that we just showed you. You can see they don't even come close to matching. And yet what
1: happened? By 14,000 votes. So I, I hope that we have resolution to that whole Kerry Lake issue by the time the revolution happens. Now, do I believe a revolution is going to happen in this country? I absolutely do. What do I think that that's going to be? I think it's going to be the people standing up. Um, New York State today just uh, signed a bill. Hochul just signed the bill today um, to basically make it a law that all new builds of commercial real estate and residential real estate can no longer be built with gas stoves. No gas fireplaces, no gas stoves, all gone. Goodbye. And soon they're going to, you know, you know what they do is they pass the one bill and then they add on to it. Little amendments and addendums and stuff like that. They put it under, they put it under an administration underneath the governor and then they just start adding to it. Absolutely ridiculous people. I mean, I, I pulled this up. And I I was writing something myself similar to it. I'm like, ah, you know, I I remember this from a day. So I I wanted to read this because this is the God's honest truth. And this is how I feel today. Because, you know, it's May. So we're coming into Memorial Day this year. And we get to remember the men and the women who gave the ultimate sacrifice for this country. And then we have July 4th coming up. And July 4th this year, we're going to do the 4th of July pledge. So I'm going to be bringing that back. We haven't done that in a few years. We're going to be bringing back the 4th of July pledge. I'm going to have a party in New York State, in uh, Avon, New York, Rochester, New York. We're going to be doing the 4th of July pledge at the party. That's going to be uh, for the Dark to Light Show. WYSL is going to be hosting it. So if you're in that area, let me know. You guys can come on out. We'll have an RSVP up for all that. But I wanted to read this for you because I miss America. I miss the America I used to know. I was out with my kids today. They're riding their bikes. And my daughter is like, she she's struggled for a long time to learn how to ride a bike without training wheels. She's nine, and so we finally got it, and she's finally riding the bike. And it was just like, man, I miss being a kid. I miss having the freedom of being able to get on that bike and just just go ride, riding into the country, riding into the woods, building forts, climbing trees. Playing, you know, tackle football, kill the man with the ball, having chestnut wars, drinking out of the hose, going to the five and 10 and spending all the chains that you found in your mom's purse. Sorry, mom. There was a time when our children stood at attention and with pride, put their hands on their heart and in one united voice recited the Pledge of Allegiance. There was a time when strength and honor meant something. There was a time when standing for a flag meant something. There was a time when our history, our heritage, was taught with pride and respect. There was a time when respect was given to those who served, bled, And died to protect and defend our freedom. There was a time when people were grateful. When we were grateful. There was a time when our accomplishments meant something. There was a time when these United States of America, one nation under God, was united. There was a time when these United States of America, one nation under God, was united under the American flag. A flag that was carried into battle by brave patriots as a symbol of freedom and justice for all, no matter race, religion, or background. A beacon of hope when flown. A mark of respect to their memory and to those who willfully sacrificed their lives to defend. There was a time when we the people decided our future. There was a time when we the people had a voice. There was a time when we the people were united and strong. A time when media was free from political bias and corruption. A time when our elected leaders stood their ground, dug in and defended those they represented. How many men and women in uniform are currently serving on the front lines abroad only to look back in horror? to see the homeland on fire. What does the word patriot mean to you? Land of the free, home of the brave? Now is not the time to be complacent. The question is, is will you answer the call? And as one of the greatest presidents that ever lived said, Ronald Reagan. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. Or one day, we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men are free. I think of this a lot. And I come up with my own variations and my own versions of it. But it rings true because I know that you miss that America. I know that you miss the way America used to be. And I want to give you a I wanna give you a hint here. That America didn't change. We changed. We got complacent. We put our guard down. We became too busy within our lives to care, to give a shit. We became addicted to things that gave us those dopamine reactions. Internet, cell phones, iPads. What we look like in the mirror. What people will think of us. What are the newest... Jordans that come out. Do I need them or do I need groceries? We turned our back on politicians. Do you want to know when it happened? Do you want to know when we changed? September 11th, 2001. That's when this transition occurred. Because what they did there was a, the old bait and switch. They unified a whole entire country under the guise of fear and threat from abroad. Do you think it was a coincidence that those terrorists just happened to be Muslim? And that this is a Christian nation? How many times did George Bush or Dick Cheney come out and say, this Christian nation, this Christian nation? It was right there that they changed the tide. What they did is they drew you in They drew you in with that sword, the sword of nationalism, the sword of pride. they got everybody in agreement. Everybody like, we have to do this for our security so I can feel safe again. Who knows? You might have old bad, old bad Abdul come down the road and snatch your children or blow up your neighborhood. I remember. 2001. I remember people on the news saying I don't want terrorists to come to my town and blow up my street block. They unified a nation through fear. And that fear propagated the motivations for those people to say, "We need more protection and security. We need you government to keep us safe." And so, the government did. The government kept the people safe and that's when kids no longer played alone outside in their front yard or in the streets or rode their bikes down the streets as a group of friends into the woods to build forts to play in the pond parents started worrying more and more and more about oh no what if a mean old man or this old you know, this, this Muslim comes and steals my kids and demands a ransom or blows up this or blows up that. They scared us. They scared us into slavery. And you know what they did to fill the time? To fill all that time Instead of being out with your family at barbecues and communicating with your neighbors and chatting it up at the community organization meetings and going out to the American legions and, um, or, or going to the parade or the carnival or the Friday night football games. You want to know what they did instead? You want to know what they did to fill in that time gap? They gave you information. They put it in your hand. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? That we are to blame for our own societal decline. That we allowed it to happen. But that's the beauty of it, isn't it? That if we allowed it to happen, if we were the causation of the change, then that means that we can also be the causation of the change to get it back. That we are not only the problem, but the solution. That we ultimately hold all the cards. That's how our founding fathers set this country up. And the last time I checked, we still had the United States Constitution. The last time I checked, we still had hundreds of millions of Americans. We had billions upon billions of rounds of little things that go pew-pew. We are the most armed nation in the fucking world. The last time I checked, politicians worked for us. I'm not threatening violence or anything like that. What I'm doing is just saying, hey, look, we have a constitution, we have a declaration of independence, and those things mean something. They aren't just worthless pieces of paper, they mean something. And we take those words to heart because. I will tell you right now, Deep State, I'll tell you right now, you, you corrupt politicians, we are awake. You have awakened a sleeping fucking lion. And the American people are no longer putting up with your bullshit. No longer putting up with your crime and your corruption. We want America back. We want that America back where the beginning of the summer was marked with a parade. Where the firemen and everybody else in town all took part. The school bands out there. They're all marching down the street. And we ended off with a barbecue or a big old party. Because we celebrate as a community. I want that America back. I want that America back. The America I once knew no longer being alienated from my fellow Americans simply because of our political indifferences or because of my vaccination status. Man, they've driven such a nail through it, this division, haven't they? And I hope I'm not sounding like doom and gloom here. But I went on this rant talking about specifically how these people will take us into World War III. And they're doing it right now. They listen, the moment, just imagine for a moment that they, they put articles of impeachment out there for Joe Biden and they know that Kamala Harris is just not going to make it. So that means speaker of the house comes in next, right? The moment that that happens, the bombs drop. They cannot lose power that the liberal left who owns the establishment of the deep state the deep state is left and right guys the deep state left and right the left are like the shadow establishment that controls the deep state the right's been trying to get in there and get the power back for a long time they just can't do it but they will never allow another donald trump to come into the presidency And if that's the case, if they will never allow another Donald Trump to come into the presidency, then you know November 2024 is endgame. Like Donald Trump said last week, the final battle will be fought in 2024. And so if Donald Trump says that the final battle will be fought, he's telling you first, number one, that we are already at war. Number two, the war is waging right now. Number three is there's many battles that can be fought in between now and then. And knowing that, knowing how much is being exposed of these people, knowing how much is coming from the dark out into the light. The, the Jeffrey Epstein information that's coming to light right now. CIA director, we have JP Morgan Chase Jamie Dimon The Joe Biden information from Hunter Biden's laptop, direct connections to China, taking bribes offshore for policy as vice president. The suppression by the Biden campaign and the Democrats, the DNC, to suppress through mainstream media and produce election interference in the 2020 election of Hunter Biden's laptop. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just that's just a little slither. what's actually out there but wait there's more because there's a lot more and also how do i know that there's going to be some type of mass event here political article came out right after the uh the uh kremlin paris attack quote unquote nato warns that russia could target undersea pipelines and cables Moscow is actively mapping gas pipelines and internet cables. Top intelligence Intel officials have said. There's a significant risk Russia could target critical infrastructure in Europe and North America, including gas pipelines, internet cables as part of a confrontation with the West over Ukraine. What, what did they just tell you that hey, you're gonna see Russia, quote unquote, CIA. Attack the United States' infrastructure and internet. Huh. <laughs> oh. Uh, sounds like we have a false flag coming, don't we? Why? Because Russia is pointing the finger right now on the Kremlin attack directly to the United States of America. We know that Russia is most likely going to retaliate against Ukraine because that's who they slap when the United States fucks up. And so what the United States wants to do is they want to get NATO involved in the war. The United States wants to get into the war. They don't want necessarily want World War Three, but they want to get in there and engage Russia because they know that they can push Russia back and tame Russia at that level. But then there's also the threat of China joining in and then we become a world war. But if Russia just happened to blow up an oil refinery, which, by the way, over the last year and a half, about 125 Mm -hmm. oil refineries have fucking blown up in this country, along with over 210 food processing, manufacturing, distribution facilities, a countless number of manufacturing and processing facilities and warehouses throughout this country, not even include all the railroad derailments. Anyways, if one more of these refineries just blows up. You know what they're going to say? Oh my God, that was Russia. Well, that's an act of war. Well, now we got to start dropping bombs. It's coming guys. I- I'm telling you it's coming because they need that distraction. They need that cover up. They need to take your attention and say, look over here. Stop looking here. Look over there. That is what's happening next. That is the next part that is coming out on this. And you want another indication of this? Russia's strategic nuclear force has been ordered into the highest alert today. It means nuclear bombers, submarines, and missiles are ready for immediate action if the order for a strike is given. We are literally one step away from nuclear war. The last time the world was at this point was 1983, a time nobody remembers, but it's the Bay of Pigs. All because of the establishment of the liberal left, the Marxist. You know, we got to start, stop calling them liberals because that's just too nice of a word for them. Liberals are actually really cool people. And I, I like liberals, traditional liberals. These people are fucking straight out Marxist and we should call them as they are. They're fucking the Marxist party, the party of Marx. That's what they are. And so I hope we all fall in that line that now We can call them the party of Marx. And here's another idea. This week, the military will conduct a large-scale nuclear training exercise in Houston, Texas, simulating an unthinkable scenario while the FBI has alerted residents of Harris County and Southeast Houston about the multi-agency drills taking place from Monday to the Friday to prepare for a nuclear attack. Uh, We go back six months. You had New York City doing nuclear preparation drills. You had Colorado handing out nuclear preparation survival packs and go-bags. Now, what do we think is going to happen this month? Next month, July. Look at the economy, people. You want to know what's happening in the world? Just look at what's happening with the economy. When I talk about the firestorm event, when I laid the firestorm event out three years ago, I said that what will happen is you'll start seeing small little pokes at the foundation, chipping away at the foundation, as I called it, some of the economy some of the political structure, social, cultural, infrastructure, supply chain, and then on the large geopolitical scale. And then what you'll begin to see is these things begin closer and closer together until they all converge into a single series of events that just cascade down. They're happening faster and faster right now. We are in the present right now of the firestorm. We are in the firestorm event right now. 18 months. 18 months is what I give it. Now, how will we come out of that? Economically, you guys are prepared. Honestly, I I have this audience right here. I have absolutely zero fears about in the sense of how they are going to react with everything that's happening. If nuclear Armageddon happened, you guys would be like, all right, man going to the mountains. See ya. Which way is the wind direction? Staying away from that shit. Like I I have no worries in the sense of how people here will survive. Uh, They have gold and silver. They have uh, some type of emergency uh, food supply rations. They have probably some type of emergency water. They have uh, various different medicines and knowledges on medicines. They know how to survive at the very least. They have some way of self-defense and protection. They know how to barter and trade. They've been organizing and developing various different parts of their community. I'm not worried about the red pillars. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how bad it's going to get. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where it's going to go, right? But I can tell you, it's going to happen. It's not a matter of when. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. (laughs) Uh, and I had so much news to go through and I just didn't, but that's okay. Cash Patel is suing the Department of Defense, alleges agency stopped publication of uh, a book revealing the deep state. That's pretty interesting. Good for you, Cash. I, I you know, these old Trump guys, they, they just could do so much more. They did just, you know, just call it as it is. I, do you guys know who Dr. Stephen Greer is, the, the UFO guy with uh, uh, CE, CE5 events and stuff like that? I saw a video of him from about 15 years ago where he's given a press conference and he goes, I have a disc on my computer with all of the classified patents at the patent office for free energy. They're hiding it from you. And I'm sitting there going like, fuck you. Like, if you got the disc, give it to people. Open source it. Throw it out there. If you're holding 5,000 classified patents of secret energy technology, why are you still holding it and not giving it? I'll be killed. Fuck you, you will. If they're going to kill you, they kill you before you released it, not after. So release it. And and I'm tired of that mentality. I got secrets. I'm not going to tell you my sources. right? I got secrets. Well, you know what? Maybe it's time. That these politicians, that these people start being honest with the American people. You know, think of what would happen right now if the America first Republicans all came out and 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 produced a piece of legislation called that anti-deep state bill. What would that be? Well, that would be that. No person that is appointed within the bureaucracy can serve longer than the term of a president. So if you're secretary of the treasury and you served one senior position within a cabinet of a president, that's it. Eight years, you're out, gone. Never again can you serve in that senior position unless you're elected president. Sounds pretty simple to me. If you're an undersecretary, someone of like that that's appointed to that position, you, you get you get eight years and then you have to be promoted. If you're not promoted with eight years, good luck. But but Josh, what about career bureaucrats? That's the problem is the career bureaucrats. They literally are the problem. Eight years. Next thing. I think it was about 57 to 60% of the federal workforce stayed home during COVID-19, did not show up to their jobs, were told to stay home because they let off non-essential workers. If we can get rid of 60% of our federal workers did not show up to work and we don't need them, why are we paying them? Salaries, bonuses, we're paying them for life with pensions. See, these are the type of things, the type of legislation that you would expect america first republicans to be implemented but they're not and they're not because there's nobody in the lobby there's no private organization there's no think tanks there's no corporations writing those bills this is where it needs to change i got some great ideas And I think we all know that we have some great ideas on how to change this country. But the key is getting the right people in a position to actually change this country. And I would say vote them out, but we know that that means absolute garbage and shit. Ray Dalio, the, the uh, chairman of Bridgewater Capital, one of the largest hedge firms in the world. The gentleman is worth well over $14, $15 billion. He is a globalist and a member of the the global regime, if you want to look at it like that. Came out and said that in 2024, neither the Democrats nor the Republicans will accept the results of the election. What does that mean? He's saying there's going to be a civil war. And see, the thing is, is us here that are more right-leaning, we know that that civil war is going to have nothing to do with the political left, the actual people, that we're not going to be in the streets yelling and screaming and fighting with our political opposition, that we're not going to fight other Americans, brothers and sisters, but we're coming for politicians. We're we're coming for them. That's who we're going to gripe our complaints to. Ask for our redress of grievances. Express our constitutional amendments to. In the advent that something like that happened. We're going to do it at the public sidewalk outside their houses. Because we know where they live. And the public sidewalk is still protected by the First Amendment. Actually it protects all amendments. All right, guys, another part of this that sucks to talk about is Title 42 is ending here in a few days as well. And we have the ramping up at the border. We have multiple caravans on their way. I just wish that, like I mean, I would I would definitely grab my vest and grab my gear and grab my gun and head on down to Texas. If there was, if the governor of Texas came out and said, hey, we need patriots, we'll deputize you, and put you on the border, and don't let anybody cross, I'll be down there. I'll go. I'm there, man. Let's do it. And I guarantee you'll have 20,000 other vets and, and Americans join. So Abbott, if you're listening, say the word, dude. We'll come on down there. Just need to be paid for my time and travel. I'll be down there. Just need access to get down there, right? That's That's really it. If I went down there now, I'd be the only one down there alone, right? I don't want to be the only one there. Got to jump into that uh, collectivism, that mind, that hive mentality. I got to be, there got to be more than one person there. Yeah. We need to make sure that that caravan understands fuck around and find out. That's the truth. Because the Biden administration just deployed 1,500 members of our military down there to process them through the border. <laughs> yeah. Not to stop them, to bring them across the border nicely, neatly, beautifully. I'm ready to go to Texas. Who else is ready to go to Texas? Let's do it. If, if we can get, if we can get like 500 people, I'll go. I'm there. Rock and roll. Just putting that out there, Abbott. If we had 500 people, I'll go down. I'll, I'll pay for myself to get down there. Oh, hitchhike with an AR-15 on my back. <laughs> Not through Minnesota or Washington or New York. Oh, God, I forgot about those rules. All right, guys. So tonight we have uh and by the way, guys, thanks for all the donations that are coming in tonight. Much appreciated. I don't have Vince here keeping track of all that stuff for me, but uh much love, guys. If you guys want to check us out tonight, socialredpill.com is a live Q&A. It's not even really a Q&A. We just shoot the shit, guys. That's really what we're doing. We're just shooting the shit, talking, hanging out, having a good time. Probably talking about a lot of this stuff that we can't talk about on the live podcast because uh, you never know who's listening, right? But uh, check that out, socialredpill.com, www.socialredpill.com. The live Zoom, you go to the events tab. If it comes up with the Mighty Networks app, just download that, create your profile, log in. It's, It's completely free to sign up. You can support us with a subscription if you want to. Completely free. Go to the events tab, and in the events tab, you will see Social Red Pill Zoom. I'll also post it on the feed, so if you are a member, watch out for the email. You should see that coming at you here relatively soon. Uh, my voice, you guys obviously still hear my voice, so I'm doing like two, three shows a day, sometimes four shows a day. So my voice is still getting better and better and better. Hopefully, I'll be able to do longer shows, uh, especially tomorrow night, Conversations on the Fringe. Uh, I think we're going to be talking about some free energy stuff, so I'm going to put that out there right now. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to head out right now with 15 minutes to spare. It gives me 45 minutes to the Q and a, you guys can all join in right now on the social red pill zoom. I'll be there in like 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, but I'll be there here relatively soon. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Oh, it's Thursday. It's uh, guys. I almost forgot about it. It's Thursday. Hold on. The least scratching scratching has been released. And we're going to go to D Live, and we'll release the chest. Sorry, guys. Like I said, Vince isn't here to remind me of all these things. He's like my right-hand man. There we go. The chest has been released. The scratching is released. You guys are good to go. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys have a great night. Take care. I'll see some of you guys here in just a little bit on the Zoom. Everybody else, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Good night.
2: Either
0: we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game.
2: (laughs) I I think it's, I, I haven't, look.